Tell you what, saw some pictures of some young basketball fans the other day. They had placards. They were walking through Frankston. They were very upset. They were protesting over stalled lease arrangements that have derailed, according to local media sources, the $12 million redevelopment of the Frankston Basketball Stadium. Well, the man who can tell us a little bit more about all this is the CEO down there. He's Nathan Jolly. Good morning, Nathan. Kids on the move, eh? Yeah, good morning, Brendan. Good morning, team. Yeah, it, uh, it's been a bit going on since we since we last spoke, but um, as you know, Brendan, RLPFM, uh, setting the local agenda that's now into the state media, so it's, um, yeah, definitely a bit going on. A very big story, and obviously a lot of very upset people. You guys, obviously, you have a path to go. The council, as well, has a very specific view about all this. In fact, they think you're being a little bit disingenuous by some of your statements, Nathan. Well, after we cancelled past the resolution to, to go alone on the project, uh, which excluded Frankston Basketball, who up until then had been uh, a funding partner of a million dollars and also a long-time contributor, the project development, including lobbying for that state and federal federal funding. But uh, uh, in, in terms of disingenuous, I, I, I sort of debate that. Listeners can uh, t- can get onto franklinbasketball.asn.au to hear some of Council Unwarranted's criticism, which which occurred Monday week ago. But, but Franklin Basketball thinks that we've, our, our position really hasn't changed since um, since negotiations really commenced, and that was in 2015. That you know for, for our Future prosperity, you know, the cost of basketball needs to be needs to be relative, and, and it doesn't need to increase the way the council are proposing. And you know, through rent hike, uh, not just Frankston City, there, there, there appears to be a trend, you know, occurring across the state, which is why the Herald Sun uh, are sort of weighing in, and also through our W, that sporting clubs aren't the cash cows that, that the council think they are. That a return on investment, which Michael O'Reilly touched on on, on Monday night's meeting. Um, it's probably the wrong model when you're talking about non-for-profit community sport that they contribute so much to the fabric of, of our society. You certainly do indeed, and to see the animation amongst uh, those young kids the other day was something to behold, and certainly they're very, very animated and obviously very upset about what's going on down there at the moment. But the, the crux of the issue is this, is it not, that essentially there's redevelopment plans afoot, uh, and that once those redevelopment plans have been executed, the, the council is looking for a substantial rent hike from what you hand across to them. Is that the issue? Absolutely. Um, so uh, Colin Hampton touched on. Uh, Councillor Colin Hampton um, said that our, our rent is $29,000, $29,500 exclusive GSP. So I, I, I did quote 32000 32, but you know, the, the, the starting figure goes at, at double. Goes from thirty-two thousand to sixty thousand, plus what council wants to introduce a, a six percent tax over every dollar over a million million dollars in turnover, which now has been uh, well, it's, it's really probably the the sticking point that they can't give us clarity on uh, initially because uh, they have passed three resolutions over the last three weeks, Brennan. So it's been a bit hard to follow. But but basically, uh, the most recent position is that there's a uh, there's, there's a likelihood, uh, and and the language that they're using is that tax delay for eighteen months, and now it's there's going to be a, 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 a rent review at some period where we're, Frank and Basel saying, look, let's, let's make it really simple. You know, let's, let's agree on a figure and let's move on and allow us to have long-term exclusive use of the facility like we have done over the last 40 years. If you weren't in there, who would be? That's, a, that's another good question. Not sure. Uh, the Yacht Club remains tenantless. Uh, the function center that's built at, at, at Frankston Football Ground, that appears to be <laughs> tenantless. You know, so for us, a building a project and having a long-term tenant in it would be a success, but also 
uh, a tenant that's been had exclusive use for the last 40 years would be even better. And you're right, basketball associations really are um, geographically based, and Frankston Basketball, um, by definition, uh, has that association through its affiliation with Bass Victoria. So uh, unless they want to use it for, for commercial terms and, and uh, lease it out to Bunnings, but um, there is a factory around the corner in, in Clare Street that is, is for lease. So um, I don't think there's great demand for big, large sheds, you know, but... Uh, uh, which is effectively what our building is. So I'm not sure what they're seeing it as, other than for us, you know, a six-court, great, great touch point in people's lives, producing full-time Olympians um, in David Anderson and Ryan Brokoff last year. So, yeah, that, that, that's the logic that we're trying to follow, that um, we've struggled with. It sounds a pretty amazing situation that it's come to this because, you know, up until now, everybody seemed to be very, very hearty fellow travellers. But there's a lot of political sensitivity in the greater Frankston area at the moment as well, particularly at the state level. Uh, Nathan, I'm just wondering whether the state government is weighing in on this and uh, whether you can find a friend there. Look, we're, we're getting great support from both his, I mean, the state and, and, and federal government. But the, the state um, have really been uh, active in this, you know, it's, Paul Ebrook and Sonia Kilkenny, the March on Monday, Paul attended and, and said some really fantastic, encouraging words um, before we commenced from the Yacht Club. You know, 500 people, it was a sea of orange, as you touched on at the start. You know, really great visual and the way that Paul spoke really gave confidence to, you know, mothers, young children, you know, our life members, a strong contingent of our life members um, attended the march and, and, and really that, that's what's given us great confidence. Sport and Rec Victoria, who were the uh, bureaucratic arm of the sports sports minister or the sports minister overseas, they're actively involved. So we, we did have a meeting on Monday morning prior to the march, 8am in the city with, with, with Frankston City and, and, and their representatives, and which SRB attended. And yeah, they are now actively managing what we hope is a, a fairly, fairly swift resolution to, to, to the impasse. So, you know, the building can commence and, and, and you know, we can deliver a benchmark facility for the Frankston community. It'll be absolutely fantastic when and if you do. I mean, so you think that there's some sort of arbitration and common sense is going to prevail here? You think there is a way forward? Absolutely. Frankston Basketball has a nine-year lease to run on the current six-court facility, a facility that the FDBA invested in in 1991, as you know, to, to, to fully fund the four-court four court expansion. So for you know the building to, you know, in the legal sense, commence, uh, Frankston Basketball has to allow permission for those works to to occur and our permission really, um, you know, subject to Frankston City and Frankston Basel agreeing to, you know, amicable terms, uh, future lease moving forward and then it, it's one of those things that we can we can commence and, and, and kick off and um, I don't think we're too far away but um, the ball's back in Frankston City's court. We actually made what we thought was, was you know, we, we, we thought we were getting ground on, on Monday so um, I hope you hear today a little bit more feedback and then, um, yeah, I mean, from Frankston's basketball as I said, it's, um, uh, for us, we, we, we think there's a fair and, and equitable outcome to be achieved. Just, yeah, getting to that point with Frankston City and yeah, the ball's in their court. Nice slam dunk for you, but I'm sure as CEO you probably never expected that as you sort of put the finishing touches to what looked like an amazing development and blueprint, that you'd find yourself in this impasse with the council, you know. Just seems amazing that you're trying to grow the game, empower youth, get them off the streets, give them a way forward, a pathway to international representation as well. That it comes to this. Well, we uh, really think it's a transformational project, uh, Brendan. So you're right. We we, we do share a, an idealistic vision of, of creating again, or or really continuing a 
being able to continue the work we've, we've been able to achieve over the, the 40 to 50 years and, you know, whether it's uh, entry-level basketball, social basketball, grassroots sport, uh, elite basketball, um, you talk about those international games and the major events that, that we're able to, to host and, and look forward to continuing to host. We think, yeah, there, there, there's, there's an outcome that would be a, a, a real benefit, not just to Franklin basketball, but to the wider city, uh, to the wider community and um, having more people on court more often means that there's, there's health benefits, social benefits. So for us, it's, um, yeah, we, 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 we really hope it, 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 it can, with the lease, we can get an, a, an outcome achieved on that and the building can start because we think, yeah, the finished product is going to be a great legacy to everyone involved in the project and, and, and including the councillors now. That um, it, it should be a project they should be really proud of and uh, we just hope we can get there. Timeline from here, Nathan? <laughs> Uh, we're hoping, uh, well, again, uh, de- depending on Franklin City, but hoping to get some sort of indication today about uh, what the next steps are. But um, we think over the next month that, that, that there should be um, resolution and, and the project can kick off. But I will keep you posted, Brendan. As I said, you've you set the agenda. The Herald Sun are, are all over it, which is great. Page 3 on Tuesday, editorial yesterday on page 24. For your listeners, if they can grab a, grab a coffee from yesterday or Tuesday and AW have picked it up. Uh, our president was on on, on, on 3AW and also SEN were, 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 were running significant media on it. But, um, you know, I'm a local guy, mate, so I allowed the president to do all that. I, I made sure that I got on your show because your support has been uh, greatly appreciated. So uh, thank you to you and your listeners. It's, um, yeah, it, it, it's a team effort.